This episode of The Original is sponsored by the Idaho Football Academy. Founded by Burke Mauser, Jake Monahan, and Cannon Mickelson, the Idaho Football Academy is dedicated to training and mentoring the next generation of Idaho athletes. Click the link in the description below to check out their Facebook page. Thank you. All right, I'm here with Burke Mauser, O-line coach and assistant head coach for rugby football, along with being head coach for JV. So the first question I wanted to ask you is obviously, I know you love being a rugby. You played here and stuff. I'm not trying to insinuate anything, but do you feel like you are ready to be a head coach right now? Honestly, yes. Um, but I do feel like it would be a struggle, if that makes sense. Like, I, I know like, I could go and do it because I don't think it's um, – especially, like, the level I would go to, um, depending on that too. Um, I think that the, the higher the level, so the larger the program, the more difficult, the more you have to deal with. Um, the smaller the program, I mean, you still deal with the same things, it's just on a smaller scale. Um, so, yeah, I do think I could, but like I said, I think it would be a struggle, and I think there's still a lot for me to learn. Yeah, when I think a football coach is something that you're never – perfect well you have to constantly evolve or you're going to get passed up so when you say that I don't know if like are you looking to be a head coach soon um so my goal I mean I sat down when I first got the job here and started coaching and my wife and I like, I made goals I graduated from I, I was coaching before I was even teaching and I graduated from college I got a job teaching I love teaching is greatest and then I got an opportunity to get my master's and pursue my master's so I started doing that while I was teaching and coaching so my plate's been kind of full for the last few years I'm currently um, three credits to six credits away from my master's so I'm really close congrats man I didn't know that <laughs> yeah um, so I'm really close to finishing that up and the idea was when I got my master's I would start pursuing that and trying to either get out on my own or you know see what kind of is available for me at that time mm -hmm. It kind of sounded like you were leaning towards going somewhere smaller. Well, I mean, it's one of those where I don't expect to go and take over a, a prestigious program and, and you know, or flip a, a, a large program. Like, that's something that, that takes time to learn. And, you know, it is ultimately that would be a goal of mine to do. I think it would be amazing to go into a program and be able to turn it around. But I also think, um, I think at a, on a smaller scale, would be better stepping stones instead of trying to, you know. So you're the next head coach at Ryrie. You heard it here first. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> well, yeah. well, it's something that you just brought up about you were coaching before you were even teaching. You've kind of, I don't mean to get all soft on you, <laughs> but you kind of served as like a role model that I actually saw, like I saw your development before my eyes. Like you had a clear goal, I'm going to be a teacher and I'm going to coach football, and I got to watch you grow as I was growing too which was really cool to see. And like, I think the biggest thing is like, you showed me that if you put your mind on something, you can obtain it as long as like, like you never wavered. Like, did you ever doubt like, am I doing the right thing? Or As far as career choice, I would say no. I had a lot of people that w w I guess would push back. Um, you know, being a teacher is not something that people tend to look at and say, oh, that's a prestigious thing. But yeah. I kind of knew from a, younger age what I wanted to do I, I've always loved football and you know I was the kid that and I know a lot of kids are this way but I was a kid that in, in high school in classes you look at my notebooks and they would be you know 
I'd have, you know, half a page of notes and the rest was like me trying to draw plays and yeah. fronts and different things like that. So I've always kind of been that way where I just loved everything about football. I love the game. I love the strategy. I love the playing and I love the coaching. And so I knew what I wanted to be. Now, the, the teaching came a little bit later and I was counseled by a person that told me to do what I love. And that in Spanish is where, you know, I served a mission. So I was able to learn Spanish. And it's, some, it's another thing that I love. Like, I love the language. So that's where the teaching ultimately came from. And like you, I had role models too. You know, my high school coach was a big role model in my life. And other teachers in this area were big role models in my life. And I knew that that's – I kind of just fell into place. Like, I knew that's what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Weren't you uh, – didn't you do landscaping, like, your first <laughs> two years? I was a, I did landscaping since I graduated high school. That was my job. I mowed lawns, and I even shoveled snow in the winter. Um, but yeah, that's I had a friend growing up, and his dad did it. Had a company, and me and my brother both got involved in the company, and we would kind of do odds and ends here and there as we're going to school, go and work construction for a little bit. But we'd always come back over the summer because we made really good money working that way. So yeah, sounds like you've been juggling a lot. Yeah, doing yeah, coaching, teaching, getting your masters. But like I said, you've never wavered. So, like, that's why you're willing to put in the hard work because it's clear to me that you know what you want out of life, and it's cool to see. You know, that's something that I've always I, – and I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it was from – I never actually sat and thought about it. So I don't know if it was from, you know, my dad or from, like, my brothers. Probably from my brothers, to be honest. Um, they they were always that way. They always kind of had a, had a goal, especially my older brothers are twins, and they always kind of had like that, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, they always had the things like, oh, we want to do this, but this is what they're going to do. And they're two, two of some of the hardest workers I know. So what are they doing? What they both work construction, with? and their mm-hmm. their goal was to do that ultimately. And um, one brother, I mean, they've always had the, like the aspirations, like I want to own my own company and do all this stuff. But they both knew what they wanted. Like they wanted to build houses, and they got into it, and that's what they've been doing. And, you know, and that's, that's the other thing where I guess I kind of get that, like I was able to watch that as you – kind of talked about too like you seen it with me I was able to see it with them so I feel like that's where it came from that's awesome um so you guys have been to three straight championship games right we have yes. won two of them won two of them yeah um are you starting to feel any pressure as um, a coach and as a program yes and I this is something we've been talking about quite a bit this last year um and I've been noticing you know just listening to people talk and and having people reach out to me and just discuss things is you kind of wonder, like, oh, it would be awesome to, to get to that point where you're at the top, but you never think about what it's like when you when you get there. And, and by no means do I think that, you know, like, I do think we have a very good program here, and I think we're doing very good things, but um, I also don't want to sound like I think that we're the greatest thing ever. Um, I do think that we do a good job and we work hard here. But this year it, it hit me, listening to some podcasts and people talk about stuff and how um, – you know where where we're at as a program and where other people see us and right now i feel like we're in the early stages like we're still trying still trying to build to be great yeah. this was what year three with armando yeah so. well year five with him well this was finishing year five. Oh dang so yeah he's he, he's been here for a couple a couple of years but but no like you kind of feel like like personally and in the program like i feel like we're still trying to build yeah. um but then when i listen to people talk that's where it kind of hit me this year where it's like well like, where are we? Like, like, And I don't want to be the program that goes up and then falls. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those where I think as a staff we've also talked and we've, we've been kind of mentioning things and, like, what, what do we do now? Like, 
where does it go? Yeah. So. My biggest concern, I would imagine, because you're dealing with high school boys, is like their egos. <laughs> like, do you ever see the pressure, or do you ever see them getting complacent? I guess. You know, I think we saw it this year, and I think that that's one th step that we're trying to take as a program. And I think that comes to like, um, when I say I saw it this year, I would say with Madison. You know, like we we got a little complacent in the game itself. We were complacent that week in practice, mm -hmm. and you saw it carry over. You know, Madison, like, they weren't a terrible football team. Um, I wouldn't call them a complete football team, uh, 100%. You know, they had some stuff going on, and they, they pulled, moved a kid from running back to quarterback, and he performed amazingly in our game, not taking anything. That kid was a stud. Mm -hmm. um, and and in the game themselves, in the game themselves, they made plays. You know, the crane kid made some plays, and they had a couple D linemen that, that did really well against us. So, um, but I do think that our kids got to a point, and as coaches, we always talk about it, like, well, when you kind of beat people by, you know, 20 points, you do get you, – you kind of get to that point where it's like, oh, I think we're going to do this every week. And to be honest with you, that game, I think, gave us the boost we needed to, to win yeah. the state championship. Especially at being Madison. Yeah. It's got a sting on it. Oh, it <laughs> is. And right, and that's one thing I'll let you know a little secret is um, right now in our weight room, that's what's up – or not, yeah, in our weight room, that's what's up on the boards is the score 30, 31 to 28. Oh man, yeah. it wasn't like a walk-off field goal, was it? Um, I not necessarily. It, it was like it wasn't like the end of the game. The kick field goal game was over. They kicked the field goal. We got the ball back and had a chance. And um, I'm not really gonna get into a lot of that, but like we had, we did catch the ball on like the five yard line. Taylor did, and then uh, we had a holding call that called it back. That's right. I heard something yeah. something so it, wild. Happened. Whatever it was, but yeah. it was just one of those things where. You know, not only like we we lost, but we had a chance and we didn't do it. So it was, it was I think it was a big sh like eye opener. I guess it's better to put it for our kids. Yeah. Well, with uh, talking about Armando, I don't really know him on a personal level, but I have had a discussion with him, and he seems like the perfect coach to combat complacency. You know, talking about sharpening the axe and the whole idea behind the program. So that's something that, like a hundred percent, I agree with you. Um, so I had an opportunity when I went, uh, Coach Waite left. I coached with Coach Waite as well. I had an opportunity to go and coach in other places. I was offered by a couple other coaches that wanted me to come there, and I talked with Armando on the phone. And the moment I talked with him, it wasn't about X's and O's. It wasn't about strategy. It was just what his desire was for me in the program. And that was the moment I knew. I'm like, I need to stay. Like, something's going to happen at Rigby, and I need to stay here. Um, and since I've been here, I've learned what a program is. Yeah. I, I, co I coached under Coach Faulkner that was here before, an amazing man, like amazing man. Um, but things didn't work out, you know, like whatever you want to chalk it up to, it just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. um, I coached under Coach Waite, again, amazing coach, and he started our program on the right path. And then kind of the perfect storm with Coach Waite coming in and flipping us and then Armando coming in and kind of polishing everything out. Yes. You know, and – he really is. That's one thing that we, as a program, like all the guys I coached for before, in, you know, including Wade and, you know, Faulkner, was, it wasn't a program. It was, you know, we had a team. We had a good system in place. And, you know, it, it, it tended to work for us. Yeah. Now it is a program. And the program to me is more when the season is over, we look at, like, it's not like look at who we have next year. We're going to, you know, plan for what we're going to get next year. It's more of a, we move forward with the kids that are there. And it's it's kind of like a production line. Like, it goes from one, you know, 
once we get done building the car, we move on to the next car and we start building that one. So that's one thing I think we do a good job of is, you know, our kids know, they, especially the, the juniors that are returning and the sophomores, they, they kind of have a feel for it. And so we hit the ground running. When the season start or ends, we start again. And the kids are back in the weight room. They're eating right. They're meeting with us on like a weekly basis. We try to. We have, you know, here at Rigby, we've been supported by the um, school. Um, we have a class where the kids, we work out. And we as coaches, we can meet with the kids and kind of, and at that point, it's not about football. Like, we don't meet and watch film. That's not what it's about. It's more about where are you at right now in the off season. you know, mm-hmm. where do you see yourself in the future, where we see you in the future. And it's, it's very interesting to be able to sit down one-on-one with kids and kind of plan for their future. And it's something I always wanted to do as a coach, and now I'm getting to do Yeah, that. and that's something I've heard from everybody that's played under Armando. They're like, he's genuine. He actually cares about us. It's not just, just coach and player relationship like he actually – well, it, and it's, it's interesting because when Armando kind of got here, that was when the – and I don't know exactly the year, but that was when, like, the movie uh, When the Game Stands Tall, coming from the book from Bob Lattister. It's about the streak, okay? Oh, at uh, De La Salle? De La Salle, yeah. So, yeah. so that, like, that would have just come out and it was, like, a big thing. And then Armando comes and he's talking about all this stuff. And it was like a movie. You know, you don't think it's going to work. You're like, this guy comes and never talks about, oh, this is what we're going to do to – to, to win a state championship like that those words never come out yeah it's never that it's always about like us like our brotherhood like what are we doing you know we talk about the weight room how important it is for the kids to build themselves as, as athletes and you know uh, coach flowers comes in and you know we teach kids uh nutrition we teach kids you know all this stuff about being like becoming a good young man and being dependable mm-hmm. like that's what it's about and that carries over and you can see the carryover. And right now, we actually just started. We are, during the off season, our kids actually read a book. Yeah, that's right. And Chop wood, carry water. Yeah, that's right. Here. Yeah, he gave it to me. I read it, dude. I do my grateful meditations. I write <laughs> down the fifteen good things I did today. Like, like it's awesome. Yeah, and, and that's something I just started it today with the the um, freshmen, not the incoming, but the freshmen this year. And mm-hmm. um, and we all, but everybody goes through something. The sophomores go through something with Coach Flowers, and the juniors go through something with um, Coach Gonzalez. So. That's the difference to me between a team and a program is we have an off-season system that is in place. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that looking from kids that have played for us in the past and looking at kids that have, like we're talking six, seven years ago, and kids that have played for us in the past three or four years, it's – I think there's a big difference. Um, like I think there's a big difference in, in the relationships, like you said. Like he is a very personal person. Like, the kids do love him, and it's because he will – he does – you know, he gets on the kids like every football coach does. He yells at the kids in the weight room. He yells at the kids on the field, and he yells at me sometimes. But he's also a guy that's going to sit down and have a talk with you. Like, he – yeah. And when he's like that, when they're yelling at you, it feels different. Like, you actually yeah. know, like, he's yelling at me because I'm doing something wrong. I need to be doing it right. Whereas if you don't have a relationship with the coach, it's like, uh, you end up resenting him. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. harder. Yeah, uh, what was I going to say? The biggest thing from that book, Chop Wood, Carry Water, was uh, everything that happens to me is in my best interest. It's an opportunity to learn and grow. Like, just from reading that book, man, like, I started taking that, like, you know, I'd get angry at work. I was like, why am I getting angry at work? Like, it just, I don't know, it shows you that there's, like, levels to growing as a person, and you're going to keep dealing with the same stuff until you get past it. And yeah, I, and, and that's the thing. That book, that's all. The book is full of that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's full of the 
what do you want to call it the the cliches yeah like, yeah, like the, the you know like the morals of the story and stuff and all and so yeah I, the first time i read it too i was like man like this is legit like we're we're, we're having the kids read a book that's teaching them all this stuff like the the worth of inches and and you know like the growth mindset and like basically you know the things we talk about and then we carry over like in practice you'll hear us say like it's about the process yeah you know you'll hear us say chop wood carry water you're you'll hear us say it's a growth mindset you'll hear us say all these things because we pulled these little one-liners out of the book and it's stuff that even the coaches that aren't teachers that aren't like directly involved with all this like we want them to learn this stuff too yeah and i imagine it resonates with the kids when yeah uh Shoot, I forgot what I was going to say. Moving on. <laughs> so you kind of touched, I mean, we've been talking about it the last 10 minutes, but what would you say is the biggest, the one biggest change that Armando brought to the program? If you could give it one thing. In, in general, I, I would say, just to kind of summarize, summarize all of it, the offseason. Yeah. That's what I would say because that's, and that's where everything builds, and that's what we teach the kids. Like, things are built in the offseason. Games are won, catches are made, tackles are made in the offseason. They're not made. And, and coaches always talk to kids about that. They always tell, you know, kids, like, you've got to work in the offseason. You've got to put in time. You've got to eat right and all that stuff. But there's no real, like, push or follow-up. And that's something that I do think we do different here is there is push in the offseason, during the offseason, because we genuinely know how important the offseason is. And I think another thing with Armando is the work ethic. Like, you can see from him how hard he works at things, how much he studies. How, I mean, to this day, the guy knows a lot about football, but he still is studying things. I mean, every every day we have conversations at lunch and after school about, hey, I just found this from Georgia. They've been running this. Or I just found this from, you know, like Missouri. Look at what their defense is doing. And, and the guy is still growing as a coach. And I think the kids see that, and it rubs off on them. Like they know what hard work is because they can see it. Yeah, I agree with that. And that, yeah, when you see, uh, I mean, your your roster kind of takes the shape of your coach's personality. When you got a guy working that hard, obviously it's going to rub off on the kids. And like, uh, I remember when I was playing, there wasn't really any. I mean, there was like seven on seven stuff, but I'm not gonna lie, I never went. And there weren't really any repercussions for me not going. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I didn't play as much as I got older, but but uh, I mean, I played for Coach Wade. You coached with him. Like I love the man. Like I still, he still serves as like a big influence in my life, even though I haven't seen him in like five years. But I think with what we were doing, we our potential was capped. I think he brought us as far as we could go, like doing what we were doing. I guess. And then obviously Armando came in, brought in a program and. I agree with that yeah. 100%. You know, we went from uh, literally, I remember it, the season because of my first year coaching, we were 1-8. and eight. Yeah. The only team we beat was Preston. The very next year we were 7-3. and three. Like, that doesn't happen without something. Now, I don't, I think a lot of that was more structure versus, yeah, like, anything else. That. Because I think that by bringing the structure that, that he brought, you know, like, you guys understood the system. Like, we brought in a system. And you guys got it. And you picked it up and you ran with it. And we did amazing things. I mean, we played in the semifinals how many years? And he was here for four. And I think out of three out of the four, we played in the semifinals. Uh, I don't know what happened the year after. I, I think two out of four. Two out of four. Yeah. But still, I mean, we made it to the playoffs. 
all four years. All four I think. years. Yeah, which is unheard of. Which, rugby. Especially rugby, yeah. you know, and and that's that structure. And I think that the kids needed it. And then it was like I said before, it was the perfect storm. Like yeah. we had the structure, and we'd already been practicing. We we plan, you know, you remember our practices where we plan every play, we plan plan every drill. Yeah. And then when Coach Gonzalez came in, we kept doing that. Like our practices, I mean, the sheet that we use, the practice plan is different. But it's the same thing. It's five-minute segments. We plan every drill. We plan every play we run. But, you know, like like you talk about, like there's other stuff to it. And like you said, the repercussions. Like kids understand now here that you, you don't miss. And it's not like you don't miss, you're going to get yelled at by Coach Gonzalez. Like kids know they show up late for something. They have 25 or 50 up-downs depending on what it is and how, how, how much time they're late, things like that. You know, the kids get it. Like if I, if I mess up, there's a repercussion there for it. But the kids also understand that what's happened in our program with the lifting in the offseason is there's now somebody behind you that if you don't do it, they will step up. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it with um, great examples are kids like um, some of the younger kids we had come through our program. You've had kids like Tiger Taylor, um, Landon Johnson. Like Landon Johnson started as a sophomore for us. And he came in and he was a big one. Like he, that kid lived in the weight room and he built himself as an athlete himself like it wasn't us he worked out at the alley most of the time and that, I mean, he like literally transformed himself and but he was one that was like he's a young kid that comes in and the moment somebody falters like he's ready to go mm-hmm. and he steps in and we saw it this year with injuries you know kids get hurt the next guy's up and so I think the kids start, are starting to see that and I think that's why you know we've had such the, the turnover 2019 we graduated a lot of seniors the next year we returned to a state championship entirely you know, different team with an entirely yeah. different team and then yeah. th- this year i know we had a lot of returners but you know I, i'm hoping like this next year is gonna be the same thing like kids are just gonna step up that's kind of the mentality we have and i think it's easy to push the kids when there's clear results like it was obvious that what is going on works so it's a lot easier to buy in like you hear people talk about it in the nfl all the time like people that come from bill belichick they always fuck up because sorry they have the, the hardcore attitude but I know there's no merit behind it. They start losing, and it's just easy to. Well, it's 100. percent And that's the other thing too is I'm not taking away from from um, Coach Flowers and Coach Gonzalez, and you know all our coordinators and stuff. They're very good. When we plan for games, like Coach Flowers may be one of the best overall like, game planners I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's safe to say we go into we go into games being able to score 21 points automatically in that game. Regardless of what happens, it's just it's that feeling. I'm not saying yeah. you know, but it's just that feeling. Like he gives, and I think that that spills over to the kids, the confidence and and his knowledge base of the game. And you know, our defense they do a really good job, and they did a great job this year of limiting teams. I mean, other than Meridian, who had like let's be honest, some freaks of nature. Like they were good. They had some very like some of the best football players I've seen. You know, most teams we held the two scores, maybe like a third score if they got it at the end of the game or something, but. You know, they've done, our, our coaches have done a good job of planning for games, too. It's not just the offseason. Like, there is other things to it, and, and we do have good coaches here. Yeah, and that was evident in the the, uh, the championship game. It just felt like you guys could score at will unless we did something to, like, a holding call or something along those lines. And then the defense, like you said, I mean, what did they score, like 18? But And, and, and that's other thing, too. Coaching is a team like that. Highland, I mean – their program is phenomenal, and when you go into a game like that, you've got to be on point. You and your kids, like you've got to be ready. And and I do think that we've hit a point where 
our kids know when they're playing a team like that, the preparation, like, you've got to prepare. I mean, I remember playing Highland the first couple of years, and it was more of a how do we get out of the game versus how do we yeah. play in the game. I believe that, yeah. Yeah, and, but, and it's turning, and that's, that's all to, to Gino. He's an amazing coach, and he's had amazing coaches with him, and they've had great athletes. Oh, yeah. Shout out Taysom Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, there's kind of been like a – compared to when I was in school, there's a lot more kids getting offers. I, I mean, I only see it from Rigby because I don't follow the other schools. Do you think that's just something within Rigby's program, or is that just becoming more, more common around the area? You know, um, I think – a little bit of both. I think there's a lot of factors that have led to, to, to more so in the area total. I think there's a lot of factors. You know, we, we've seen an increase in, um, in like, these gyms that, that are opening up that, like, Salt Lake and Boise have where they train athletes. You know, these gyms have existed in California and Florida and Texas for a long time where these athletes are trained by personal trainers and, and guys like previous athletes that are training these kids. And we're starting to see a large number of that happen here. We have the alley. You have – um, there's a few in Idaho Falls. You have great trainers um, up into Rexburg. You have John and, and um, Fatu and a lot of guys that just are, are invested in these kids. And um, But then you have even have the the coming about of, like, the IDQB, which is, you know, um, guys teaching young quarterbacks how to play. You have um, the Idaho Football Academy, which is the stuff that I do for the O-line where I'm trying to – I'm and it's brand new. So kind of shout out to get people invested in that. But <laughs> it's it's me trying to help out O-line play. Yeah. And I'm trying to teach the younger kids and reaching into the grid kid and, and teach them basic fundamentals and techniques of O-line. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to make football better. And I think that's that's been a big boom for us. So I think that's one thing to, to add to it. Um, I do think here at Rigby we've had a, a larger number go on to play because I do think that we have more connections now. I, I 100% think that, you know, um, Coach Gonzalez and Coach Flowers coached in college. They have a lot of connections in college, and especially the Big Sky. So, I think that there is that factor, and I think that they get it. And I'm not I'm not saying that other coaches don't get it. I think other coaches do get it. But I think that there's been this this mentality here in this area, um, and that mentality was like you've got to be scouted. And I think that Coach Flowers and Coach Gonzalez have brought in a. Um, brought in kind of more of a like the kids understand now that it's it's a it's an active thing like you've got to go out and do it mm-hmm. it's not just something where like they're going to see my my video and come and find me like you got to put yourself out so i think kids are doing that more now too what uh can you give me some examples of that like putting themselves out there more on um, twitter that's like the biggest thing kids getting on twitter and posting you so huddle you can post your huddle highlights on twitter mm-hmm. so any young kids listening to this if you want to go play college football you need to have a twitter account and be active on contacting coaches that's a big really thing, yeah. like actually just mess like, hey, check out my huddle. Well, yeah. So it's Twitter. I mean, you, if you guys don't know, I mean, I don't even know how to explain Twitter. I, <laughs> I, I get on there, look at online stuff. So, um, but yeah, you can post everything you have on there. You can post all your stats, so your forty, your GPA, your height, your weight, like everything. Um, and then coaches can get on and see that, and it's it's a form of of them basically like them profiling you and being like, okay, we can put this kid on our radar because he he matches what we want. But now you got to think of it is it's not just like ISU being able to do it. It's every school in the country now yeah. being able to look at you. Yeah, it's insane. I think it was to Noah. I just saw pictures of him at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that, man? That's like, awesome. It's just insane to think about. Yeah, it's, it's you coached crazy. him. 
yeah that's that's been that that one that one's cool because yeah. it's kind of like you know and i get to see him playing and you know i'm an oregon fan I, I i grew up there but i get to see him playing you know in the game against the ducks and i'm like that's insane i'm a little torn because i'm yeah. like like that, that kid like i yeah didn't uh two brothers one just committed to byu yes. and one committed to utah so his his little to know his little brother talon committed to byu and that's right that's wild man yeah. that's gonna be i just imagine this could be on espn they're gonna show his mom and dad with the split <laughs> the utah and the byu yeah so it, it'll be interesting um it'll be really interesting to see what happens um to Noah is a phenomenal athlete and i'm really excited for his future and talon like he's got a bright future too and so um it'll be interesting to see what happens i don't think they're gonna be playing against each other necessarily are they both um, uh, well so i don't know exactly where the, the future holds for them and i don't know where they're playing i mean i have my predictions like everybody does but you know to know they moved offensive line and i think he's got a very bright future there like we're talking like sunday night future type there like yeah. the kid the kid's got the skill and he's he's an athlete and he's got the size um, Talon, I don't know if he's going like, – I don't know if it's going to end up as D-line or offensive line. I think they've told him where he'd want him, but you don't know how, the, how it all plays out. So I don't think they're going to be playing against each other necessarily, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Imagine that, though, dude. They're lining up head-to-head. -head. That, <laughs> that would be insane. Um, uh, we talked about him for a minute. I should have asked when we wrapped up that part of the conversation, but uh, what does Coach Waite mean to you? Because I know oh, you and me have conversations like he means a lot. He means a lot to me, but I know he means a lot to you. And yeah, you guys so continue to talk to this day. He he's one of those guys that you know I I'll always give give Casey credit for hiring me because he's the first guy that hired me, gave me a shot. Um, but he's the one that really I guess sparked my passion for football. Like I've always loved football, but as far as coaching, it was Coach Wade. Like what he could do and what he inspired in kids. Like that was one thing that I always wanted to be like, and I always wanted to have kids. I saw kids, you know, play for him, and I wanted kids to play for me that way. And um, he'll always he'll, he'll always be my mentor. Like that's that's one thing I look at him as, and he's you know I still remember, and I think about it all the time as I'm going through, and I and I I still remember the games like they were yesterday. Like we just played them, and you know sometimes I get on huddle and I watch some of the older games just to kind of reminisce on things, but you know he he's a phenomenal coach and just a phenomenal overall mentor for me like he's showed me what I wanted to become and that's kind of why I'm on my path so he's he's kind of pretty important or I say he's really important for me yeah you guys still talk right yeah um I know lately he always sends me messages like hey these guys are looking for a new head yeah coach. you and say that every time I talk to you <laughs> yeah and, and he always does that and he he really you know would always push and try to get me to go to go with him and you know, things just didn't work out that way. I, I, I really hope, honestly, I really hope in my career I get a coach with him again. That would be awesome. So you don't think he's done? Well, <laughs> I, I'm hoping maybe when he's he's decided to, to to wrap everything up, I could bring him on as like a consultant or something. But I, I don't know. I, I I don't know how you can be done, especially a guy like that. Like yeah. He, yeah. What he brought to the to the game itself, not even like practice or like, but just the game. It was. I, I still, to this day, haven't seen anybody like him in game situations. Elaborate. Well, like, what are you getting at exactly? Well, I so I remember there's one story, and and I, I've told this a few times, but there's one story that when we were at EOU, because we always went to EOU in the summer, we went to camp. It was the first year with Randy, and the coach from Ontario, one of the coaches from Ontario was there. And 
he comes up to to me to Jeremy and Norm Taylor and we're all sitting there and he says you know you guys are very fortunate and he was I don't think you guys quite understand and we're like oh you know we're really excited and he goes no having coach Wade is like having a 10 point advantage and we're like okay you know none of well at least in my in my perspective I'd never experienced that before so we're like okay whatever and then we found out what that meant he managed a game better than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, he's the most cerebral, cerebral football mind I've ever been around. One hundred percent. He yeah. was one that I still remember the Hillcrest game. He looks at like there, they, you know, Hillcrest was really good that year, and we were kind of on the rise and we're playing Hillcrest. I think it was either the second year, or maybe it was Hayden's year, senior year, but whatever it was, we're playing and Hillcrest goes to. Like onside the ball, they they just scored. The game's almost like almost over. There's like a minute something left. They go to onside the ball, and he just simply whispers to the referee, "It's got to go ten yards," mm-hmm. and then walked away. And they onsided it. Hillcrest recovered it, but the referee was like, "Nope, it didn't go ten yards." And it went like nine and a half, and we were like sitting there like, "What just happened?" Yeah. And it's just things like that. Like, and it was not like that controlling timeouts. Like that guy could control a game. Especially at the end, like he knew down to the second when you needed to call a timeout. He knew, he he knew all that stuff, and he handled the game and per, the game procedure just very, very well. I agree with that. Um, do you like looking back? I kind of wonder. Do you ever felt like he might have delegated too much power, though? <laughs> like, there's times when I felt like he was very uh, not a oh, man. What's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, they called Justin Herbert in the, the process. He's really shy and quiet. He's an introvert. Oh, okay. Very introverted as a person. And so there was times that I felt like he just needed to, like, take hold of the team. And I, I, I can see what you're talking about. And I, I, I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about. Like, I know what it is. And um, I do agree with that a little bit. I do think he did delegate some of the power, like, like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But I think that was more for him and where he was at his time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way it was. Like, I think that at that point in his career, in his life, like, he's he knew he could do it. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and kind of that being said, I think he was with, – with the surrounding – like, the people we had surrounding us, I think he was okay doing it. Because um, I do think we had we had good coaches. Um, I, I do, you know. I, I think there's always improvement. I think that you know, at every, on on every aspect, we could have improved. Um, you know, one thing that I know we could have improved on was like like old line play when I was when I was around. Like I didn't coach the old line then, and when I kind of got into the old line, there was a lot of places to to be to be kind of improved in that that area and. Um, but I do think that just him as a person, like, I think that that's the way he was. Like, I'm going to delegate the power and let it happen. I'm going to control everything else and let that all kind of play out. Well, I, I feel like usually that's the better way to do it. Like, when a coach takes on too much, it doesn't work out. But I don't know. Like, we've been talking about, he's like the smartest football mind I've ever been around. I almost wanted him to oh, yeah, flex I mean, his, his brain more, you know? hundred percent. I, I know what you're talking about. And I and I, I agree. I think that there was there are times where – I would have liked to have seen him, you know, take control of things. But um, I think that – I think I also think I agree exactly with what you said. I think that as a coach, when you take on too much, um, it makes things a lot harder and it 
starts to it makes his job not as not as satisfying, I guess you could say. Yeah. So you just touched on O line. You're kind of considered like the O line guy around here. I I wouldn't necessarily say that, but um, I do put in a lot of time to to understanding what I what what I'm teaching. Um, I I actually contribute a lot of. I've had a lot of help in this area from guys in this area. Um, uh, shout out to Jake Monahan if he ever does listen to this. He's one that's helped me out a lot. He was the head coach at Shelley, went and coached um, Snake River, and now he's back coaching O-line at Shelley. Um, amazing guy, like 100% awesome coach. Um, kids love him. Kids play for him. He's really personable. And he, him and I follow a guy. Um, it's called uh, – or his name is Charles Bentley, and he teaches – basically what like what i teach as, as offensive line um that's where i got a lot of my information I started on youtube and then i found like his site and i just started kind of i become a disciple of his and so is jake and him and i talk about it every now and then and i that that's where all of it comes from do you ever have people coming from other schools seeking out your help like um like as a consult like con- consulting <laughs> with you kind of like uh not like i don't know it hasn't happened um I've had like people ask me questions, but it's never been like like how hey how do you fix this and and that's something that I want to change. Um, you do want to become the guy. Well, <laughs> it's not even that. I, I'm trying to just get people to understand that there's like a support group. I want to start an old line coaches support group basically, and and Jake and I have talked, and even the um, coach that helps me, Cannon Mickelson, um, who was a former player, we've all talked, and and we're trying to reach out. Like we want. It doesn't exist around here. You see all these guys like in the NFL. You see guys in college, and they have like they they communicate and they talk and they say you know like hey how how do you guys block the the odd front versus an even front and how are you guys blocking your gap scheme versus you know just different things like that and people don't do that here and that's something that I want to change. So actually starting very soon, I'm I'm kind of opening the doors to people to come in and we're going to invite people and try to get coaches from all over to come in and. Well, I feel like that can only be good because it only players will get better. You'll grow more as a coach. Overall quality of the sport in the area will improve, and that can only be good for everybody. Well, that's the point. And, and we started last year, um, we started, Jake, myself, and uh, Cannon, we started working with younger kids. And we had a group from Shelly, a small group from here, and some kids, a kid from Blackfoot, a kid from Snake River, that would come and they would work with us. And we'd work with them in the springtime-ish. Um, we kind of we were inside because a lot of the O-line stuff you can do in a gym and, and kind of get kids moving and stuff. But us three were, were working with these kids. And I tried to spill it into the high school age. It wasn't a big thing. I tried to reach out to coaches. But it's just, it's just not a thing yet. And that's okay. Um, but we're trying to build it. And we're going to do it again this spring. Um, reach out and try to have, you know, great kid age. We don't – it's hard to dip into the younger age, like getting into, like, you know, fourth and fifth graders because – I'll be honest, I don't think those kids really know where they're playing yet. Like yeah. they're, they're just having fun playing football. Yeah. So we tend to stay to the older, like, Greek kid age, so 7th, 8th grade, the, the youth football. Um, but we, I also want to spill into high school because that's one thing that even talking to Jake, like, we agree 100%. Um, like, O-line play is just not great in this area. Yeah. And that's something we want to change. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard to find great coaches and people that understand technique and all that thing, especially for the O-line because it's – well, it's just one of those things where this area has been so – I mean, this area is starting to catch up with, with places on, and around the country. So this area has been so so caught up in, like, you know, the old school way of playing football, put on your pads and go hit people and have fun doing it. 
and it's starting to turn into where football is turning into more of a like a job. Like it's you, if you want to do it, you've got to work at it. You got to get good at it, and so you're starting to see like IDQBs working with the quarterbacks, and you know you're starting to see guys working with receivers all over the place. And Utah has tons of people. Shout out to Willie Kofi because he does the OFA training in Utah, and that's what kind of kicked me off and what started me as like I want to do this with offensive linemen here. Is is him, and he he does an amazing job and has some amazing athletes that he works with, and you know, we just never had it here. Yeah. And I and I, I do think it is a coaching thing, but I think it's not the coaches. I think it's just the kind of the lack of knowledge. Like yeah. people just in this area just never have never done it. Yeah. So and I, I think it like once we get it out there, I think it'll pick up. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like like what we said, it can only make things better. And I feel like there needs to be kind of a sense of I don't I mean obviously there's gonna be rivalries and stuff, but it's like if we kinda of work together to improve everything, it can only Everybody will benefit. Well, and that's the thing is to kind of create like a like an O line like like brotherhood like just yeah. like yeah you're gonna play against each other but you see guys all the time playing against each other and you see guys in the NFL that play they're playing against their best friend in college and and all this stuff and it doesn't mean we can't you know go after it and compete it's just it's just one of those things where like I think that's the most fun times to compete. Well, it is, and that and exactly when when you're playing against a buddy like it's yeah. you know. And so that, that's kind of the idea behind it, is to create that O-line brotherhood and, and create that connection between coaches. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, I got a couple questions. We'll wrap this thing up. Uh, I guess my first one is, do you have, like, an ultimate goal as a coach? If so, what is that? Like, is it the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was younger, not the NFL. I really wanted to coach in college. That was, like, my dream. I never played in college. I didn't take the opportunity um, to go – do that I jumped into school here real quick where we didn't have football um, and I kind of just stuck with it and I never really took the opportunity to go play so coaching college was always a dream of mine um, and then you know I even had the dream when I, I grew up in the the um, Friday Night Lights area okay so when Friday Night Lights was a big thing the movie or the TV the movie, show before okay. the, the TV show the yeah. movie and the book and everything and that was a big thing I wanted to coach in Texas and that was a dream of mine <laughs> um, but I've actually been saying this quite a bit lately, so something must be resonating with it because it keeps coming up. Like, dreams change. And what I'm doing right now, I absolutely love. And right now my dreams have, have changed into, you know, I do want to be a head coach one day, but it, it doesn't have to happen now. Um, I think it will happen eventually. Um, but I do have dreams, like, currently that I want to do. Like, I really want to kick off this O-line stuff. I really want to be able to help kids and develop them. And I really want to see what I've been implementing. Um, I want to see that. I want to see the fruits of it. You know, when I first started coaching the O-line, it was more about, like, getting the kids to understand what they were doing. And now it's turned into I have these young freshmen that are coming in that I'm teaching them how to get in a stance. And then I want to see how that develops through their senior year and what they get. And I've already gotten to see it with a few kids. You know, I had my, my two uh, three-year returners that were seniors this year. And they were two of the best kids I've coached. Now, physically, I wouldn't say they're the best offensive linemen I've had. You know, I've had big guys. I've had strong guys. But these two, fundamentally, technically, are, were the hands down the best I've ever coached. And I'm going to miss them a lot. But they were two that I got to see from freshmen yeah. all the way up. Yeah, you got to be really proud in that. Because, like, you're seeing this guy that's not the biggest, strongest, fastest. But he's performing better than anybody. Yeah. And you know that you are a big inspiration. And then that's, that. that's one thing that – I mean, these kids, they were hard workers, and they just took to it, and they were amazing. They they played, you know, for – and one of them didn't even step on the field as a freshman, like never even played. 
but when he came up, he just stuck with it, and he he you know has has become he became an amazing you know offensive lineman for us, and I'm excited to see how that kind of progresses here. One thing I kind of took from what you were just saying too is you uh you mentioned how you're happy right now, and you're not necessarily taking that for granted and looking to the next opportunity. You're actually appreciating what you have, which I, especially in like the coaching ranks, I think that's something that's kind of more rare. I mean, maybe not so much at the high school level, but you always hear about coaches looking for the next job. Yeah. They're not appreciating what they have in front of them. Maybe it depends on, on the person and the circumstance. Um, I just got done teaching the kids today out of the Chapel Carry Water that you have to be in the now. Like, you're building your own house ultimately, and, and what house do you want to build? Do you want to hurry up and push through it and just kind of get everything done, or do you want to take the time that's, that's necessary to, to create that really good product? And I, I know at some point in my life, especially with the growth that's happening everywhere, that I will be a head coach. You know, I'll, I'll find a small school or something, and, and I'll become a head coach. But I also know that the more time I take now and I get really good at what I'm doing, the better it'll be at that point. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. All right, my final question for you. What would you tell somebody listening to this right now that they want to be a football coach at any level, but I don't know, for, for whatever reason they're hesitant? Um, you know, I think a lot of it does, it goes back to, okay, it depends on the person, depends on the circumstance. Um, if you, if you love football and you want to do it, do it, um, get, get your, however you can get your foot in the door. Um, if you know a coach, go back to your old high school, um, the coaches, we, we all, we love, um, Cannon played for me, came back and I'm like, Hey, do you want to coach? And it's been awesome having a kid that played for me, that's been through the system that, that knows me. He can coach kids up, and that that's kind of the, the generational thing. That will bring a tear to your eye when you see him coaching a kid and you're like, you get to see all the generations, and, and you know it came from you. It's kind of it's kind of satisfying, but um, I, I highly recommend doing it. If it's something you love, do it. I was counseled to do what I love, and that's what I counsel everybody else. If you want to do it, do it. All right. Well, that's it, man. I appreciate you doing this. This was really fun talking to you and catching yeah, up. Well, awesome. uh, we'll do it again soon. Yeah.